Hey, everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Hope you had a good weekend. Happy Monday. That's right, baby. Monday, beginning of the week, again. Here we go. Um, it was a good weekend. Hope you guys had a good one. Pumped to be back in the swing of things. Uh, took a little quick uh, day, night trip to the Uni- University of Wyoming uh, with Adam Devine. We did the college out there on Saturday. Came back uh, yesterday. And uh, then I did a show with Jeff Garland at Flappers in Burbank. Uh, Jeff Garland does a show there every every Sunday. And he has somebody do about 20, 25 in front of him. And then he does an hour. Excuse me. And he improvises the whole thing. He improvises the whole hour. It's insane. Um, Jeff Garland is not only one of the nicest guys and one of the funniest. Curb is my favorite show. To even be friends with him now is fucking crazy. But he is so brilliant on stage. And I was harping on him to make a special out of uh, a completely improvised show. And um, I think I nudged him in the right direction. So, um, But a brilliant, brilliant guy. And, uh, you know, as much as it was tiring to just hurry back and go straight from the airport, because, um, you know, we flew into Denver and then we drove two and a half hours to Laramie, Wyoming, did the show, partied all night with Laramie kids, or as they call it, Laradice. <laughs> it was crazy. We're up to about four or five and then we... Drove the next morning about 10, back to Denver, flew out, came back to L.A., did the show. Now here we are. Um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast, wherever you guys get it, uh, iTunes, Android, Stitcher, aboutlastnightpodcast.com. Uh, subscribe and uh, and rate it and, and comment on the iTunes page. We we appreciate that love and support. It takes two seconds while you're listening to the intro right now. Click on that fifth star on iTunes. Type a little comment in. Helps us climb the charts. Uh, so many great episodes coming your way. Next week is Jason Derulo. R&B superstar, um, get familiar with his tunes and him so you can really enjoy the hell out of that episode. Uh, it's going to be featured on iTunes, which will be great. Jason Derulo, that'll be followed by Wayne Brady. That'll be followed, um, I'm not going to say after that because I want to keep some surprise. But that's, uh, that's a pretty good back-to-back week coming up. Um, and so many more great episodes on the horizon, so make sure you are subscribed so you can enjoy them all. Speaking of great episodes, today's episode... Is is a very special episode because you know we have a lot of actors, comedians, musicians on, and and now just fascinating people. And today's guest was my boss uh, when I was a tour guide at Universal Studios Hollywood, my first job in L.A. I was a sophomore in college. Um, became buds, have not like seen each other or hung out a lot in the last thirteen years, but have both kind of just been fo- like a very solid like follow on Facebook relationship. You know what I'm saying? Which is good where where and he's come out to a couple of stand-up shows and we've had a great uh catch up then. But just one of those dudes that you're like you're a great dude, you're so sweet and supportive. And anytime I see you or, or talk to you, it's going to feel like uh, no time has passed. Um he is responsible for bringing back the match game with Alec Baldwin. He's been producing Let's Make a Deal for the last 8 years, running that show with Wayne Brady. Uh, which is how we're getting Wayne Brady on the podcast. Um, Downfall with Chris Jericho was his show with his partner, Graham, uh, who was also uh, a, a boss of mine at Universal Studios. Um, and uh, he's just a great dude and hilarious. He brought it today on the podcast. I'm talking about the one and only Chris Ahern, baby. That's right. Or as Brad says, Chris Ahern in the first two seconds. Um, man, we get into so much... If you love game shows, this is really going to be a fun episode for you. And who doesn't, by the way? If you're listening to that and going, well, I don't like game shows. Well, fucking, what's wrong with you? 
Everybody does. Um, how how Chris got into game shows, how he got to L.A., his story with Graham and how they came into game show success is fucking bananas. Um, it's a great story. A lot of laughs in this one. And uh, and I'm just so glad that uh, that we were able to get him in here and uh, and have such a fun time with somebody that I hadn't really kicked it with in a while. But as you listen to the episode, it's like no time has passed. Um, so enjoy this episode. Follow Chris. On Facebook, I don't think he has a Twitter, but you can hit him up on Facebook. Tell him how much you love the episode. Um, follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy, at Funny Brad, at Alan Podcast, at Alan Podcast on Instagram, Adam Ray Thirty Three on Instagram, Brad Williams Comic on Instagram, uh, dot com for all your ALN merch needs: shirts, mugs, posters, hats. Come on, get them, bring them to the shows. Um, we always love when you guys bring them out. We sign them for you, take pictures. It's uh, it's just an extra level of love and support that we appreciate. Uh, speaking of live shows, you can bring all your merch to see Brad Williams this weekend in Ontario, California, September 16th and the 17th. Brad Williams headlining the Ontario Improv 16th and 17th of September. Get your tickets at improv.com. And then Brad on the 19th and the 20th uh, and the well, September 19th, Brad will be at the Looney Bin in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And on the 20th, he'll be at the Looney Bin in Oklahoma City. Get your tickets at looneybin.com. Uh, Adam Ray, where am I going to be? Uh, I got a lot of tour dates coming up, mostly in town for a little bit. I will be at, uh, on at midnight on Wednesday, so set your DVRs for that. All New Mad TV airs tomorrow. Uh, two more episodes in the season. CW, 9, 8 Central, tomorrow Mad TV at midnight, Wednesday, midnight. Oh, no, 11.30. Wednesday, Comedy Central. Uh, a lot of in-town shows. Check my schedule, AdamRayTV.com, for all my dates. Um, I have to apologize. I've had to cancel some tour dates because of uh, the Joey Mac, uh, Joey McIntyre show that I'm on. Uh, I had to cancel Rochester, um, or I'm sorry, Webster, New York, the comedy club out there. I had to cancel the Punchline in Sacramento and uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle in Royal Oak, Michigan, and... I was not happy about it. Trust me, it uh, was really pumped to hit the road again, um, and uh, and it's going to delay my my tour until about uh, early October, um, which is a bummer because I was really pumped to do those shows. I love the Comedy Castle, the Punchline. It's going to be my first time in Webster, New York. Um, so I'm going to make it up to you guys. Uh, I will be out there soon. And also, if you bought tickets to the show, I feel bad. People have been messaging me saying they uh, they had tickets and they were pumped because I'm not coming. Send me a message with proof of your ticket, and I'll send you some uh, some Adam Ray goodies. All right, some podcast stuff, maybe uh, a signed copy of uh, of the Heat, whatever, whatever you want. I don't know. What do you want? Do you even want any of that? Maybe you don't. Maybe I'm assuming that that's something you would you would be interested in. But um, I feel bad, and I want to make it up to you, and uh, and let me know. Okay, so shoot me uh, shoot me a message with proof of ticket, and we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. Like I said, all new Mad TV tomorrow, 9, 8 Central on The CW. I'm on at midnight, 11.30 on Wednesday on Comedy Central. So many more great episodes of the pod coming up. Uh, if you haven't listened to the Mo Collins episode, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that one as well as the uh, episodes that preceded that. And then stay subscribed, of course, so you can get Jason Derulo and Wayne Brady coming up in the next few weeks. Now that we got the tour dates out of the way, that's the merch info. Those are the Twitter handles. All new Mad TV tomorrow night. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with our buddy, Chris Ahern. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. 
It's about last night. Um, that is the sound of Chris Ahern <laughs> masticating. Now, is it Ahern or Ahern? Ahern. Ahern. Wow, Brad. Ah. You know what? Fuck. Okay. Good night, everybody. That's how we start. I'm gonna uh, give me a chicken sandwich. I'm gonna come back a little later. But you know what? I think that makes up for it. That and you get to you get to have the story of a midget once gave me a chicken sandwich, and I don't know too many people that are gonna believe that. With no tomatoes, which is how I would have ordered it. Yeah, it, well, yeah, because tomatoes are the devil, and anyone who eats Whoa. tomatoes on a sandwich, just uh, no Whoa. friend of mine. It's a vegetable. What is it? What is it? You know what? It's shit. That's what it is, Chris. All right, you guys are really, <laughs> I'm drawing a line in the sand. <laughs> Over tomatoes? <laughs> well, because tomatoes, to me, I also think of ketchup. And that's, if, that's a product, though. No one's going against ketchup. That's like, well, you kind of like That's like going against Beyonce. My dad will cut a tomato <laughs> in half. Mm-hmm. And sprinkle salt on it and eat it as you know a meal. I like your dad's style. It's no, awful. you don't. It's horrible. No, you don't. That's, that's <laughs> just, disagree. Can you make a game show out I of mean, that? Circle hits the square. I mean, <laughs> can Trump throw him out instead, or like can Trump throw people that like tomatoes out instead? I mean, there's a list though. There's yeah, because like because like I I I really like Mexicans, and I'm not ready for them to leave the country yet. And you're a fan of their food. Very, very much so. Salsa. I mean, salsa. No one's, no one's throwing out salsa. Would we not lose? throwing out salsa? Now, here's a not question. throwing out prosciutto. Would we lose salsa if we lost the Mexicans? Prosciutto. Prosciutto. Bruschetta. That one. Oh my God! Welcome. God damn it! I mean, welcome back to what? What did you say? What? Wait, welcome back to what did you think that food? How did you oh. think to pronounce that? He See, said, that's why you're the game show guy. He said prosciutto. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also until about two years ago, I thought the meat was. Promiscuto. Good God, <laughs> that's prosciutto. See, I didn't know that till two years ago, and I and I was at a deli with a bunch of friends. I was like, "Yeah, and I'll get the promiscuto sandwich," and they were, and everyone looked at me like, "What the fuck?" What city was this? Because uh, they might have kicked you. Uh, San Francisco. Oh, so fine. I mean, so some of them yeah, got mad at me. Either. Some of them got mad at me. Some were like, "Wait, is that the new way to pronounce <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. Is he just this being guy's hip? Super fancy." Yeah, I don't know. I'm so, from the Bay Area, so I can say that you are okay. Yeah, what part? Uh, well, I say San Jose because okay. that's the biggest city. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Santa Clara is where I'm from. But yeah. people know Santa Clara because of the Niners, right? The Santa you know. Clara Forty ers yeah, the right, right. popular football team. I mean, that are, how that, that's like ridiculous there now. is that? Right. Well, it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No, it's because it's, it's like two it's people talking way. bad about ketchup on a podcast in the first five minutes. <laughs> it doesn't add up. I've never liked you. Yeah, <laughs> that's like uh, how how the. Angels are the trying to be the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, and it's like right? you're you're thirty miles out of Los Angeles. You it's can't, ridiculous. And Santa Clara is what forty miles out of San Francisco proper. Yeah, it's about well forty five minutes south of San Francisco, yeah. basically. With so yeah, no traffic. Right. With yeah. traffic, it's yeah. pack a lunch. But uh, you know that the Super Bowl was there it was like the biggest thing that's ever happened to Santa Clara. Yeah. yeah. So that was huge. So now people know where Santa Clara is. But I still say San Jose because it's my Sharks. That's my hockey team. Oh, big I hockey s- guy. Yeah, I oh, saw yeah. Se- I saw several Facebook posts uh, with you in a Sharks jersey. Uh, uh, love my Sharks. All I gotta say is quack quack, motherfucker. Oh, uh, what? are you a Ducks fan? <laughs> bo- bo- <laughs> since year one. Well, I'm year one Sharks. Uh, oh, sharks are only 25 years old. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, when I was five. Wow. Who is your first? No one blinked at that. Really? <laughs> Nobody. What? No one blinked since I was five. You don't yeah. with bald guys. You don't know. 
bald guys can be 70, they can be 27. It, you, you don't know. <laughs> it's it's flexible. That's why I keep it that way. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. See, that, see that's, that's why I'm always fascinated. I'm fascinated whenever I see guys that are balding, but are they're, they're just holding on to yeah. it. They're just like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to comb this over. I'm going to grow this out. I'm no. going to give up. Nope. Shave it. Yep. You'll look cooler. I think Adam knew me with hair. I did. Can I be honest? I like bald Chris. <laughs> also, the goatee you didn't have before. So oh, I think yeah, it's like yeah. we lost one, but we gained a new friend. <laughs> <Sure> <laughs> and the goatee is uh, the beard. It's like it's well-groomed. I don't sometimes you can you. go. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, sometimes, you know, you can go just goatee. Or if you'd come in with just the chops and like maybe the stash, I would have been like, okay, midlife crisis. But like you have the whole, the whole team is there. The uh, the first time I had someone do the art of shaving, right? So they like sculpted it. Oh yeah, and oh, I nice. looked like a Disney villain the first time they did it because oh. it was so severe. Yeah, like it, I looked like Jafar or something. That's <laughs> what I'm learning too. You can't. You got to leave a little bit of stubble above. Like a real clean line is almost sometimes you're like Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was a bit yeah. much. But um, you, I, I'm trying to think when we met. Yeah. Um. Well, I started working at Universal Studios as a tour guide, which was my first job in L.A. First job in the business, really. First, first yeah. real, I mean, you know, uh, and being around people that were in it and doing it. And uh, I, I, let's see, 2003, the summer of 2003. My God, I was a sophomore in college. Yeah. So uh, 13 years ago. Yeah. So I would have been 25. So I probably started shaving, uh, 26. I started shaving my hair probably right after you left. Yeah. Because you weren't there that long. You were there like a year, maybe? No. Well I, well, I was a tour guide for... Come on, let's be honest. So you might have been on the roster. Yeah, well, But yeah. you were probably... <laughs> well, for the tour guiding, when I was Wolverine, I was full-time. I mean, I was like oh, four or five. I forgot you did all that. Yeah. I forgot you moved from... Well, because it's such... There's so many quadrants Sorry, of the park. No, 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 it's well, fine. a Disney guy. He yeah. worked at Disneyland. Oh. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the theme park world, yeah. but we don't have like a tour guide. So is going from... But the Universal Tour Guide is pretty... That seems like the it's the creme de la creme. That seems yeah. like the shit. Like yeah. that. Like that seems like the job. So when Adam goes down to Wolverine, is that like a step below? Is that a I think so. No, well, I don't think not so. Not in money because I. Th- it was this weird thing at Universal, right? Between like tour guides and entertainment, they were two different departments. Entertainment was like the face characters and right. um, yeah. the shows. Okay, yeah. and so. Being a tour guide, I think that's the face of Universal Studios because everyone knows the tour and it was built off the tour. There's only right. one. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. But being in the entertainment department, I think they made more money. Yeah. I think you did less. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, a thousand percent. I think there was I a ran over, bit of envy. I ran over more kids' feet uh, on ATVs yeah. than yeah. I did as a tour guide. Yeah. Absolutely. You had to drive an ATV, too? Yeah. You were in a parade. And I ran over a kid's foot and didn't know what to say, so I said nothing and then drove away. So I ran over his foot, stared him down, and drove off. And he will never forget that. And he hates Wolverine to yeah. this day. Yeah. <laughs> He's in therapy. And yeah. Yeah. Anything Hugh Jackman he hates. Yeah. Kate Leopold, he will not see it. Um, 2003, that was a rigorous job. I want to know from your perspective, yeah. first of all, and Brad can ask these questions or I can ask them, but I want to know, like, when, that was your, why did you, you were, I mean, high up boss at that position. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know. Because there was three, you, Randall, and Mike. Yeah. They basically ran the tour guide program. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're, you know, you would think that maybe, oh, these guys just make sure that we don't curse and fuck it up. But it's like, that was a, I was living in a frat at the time and I had to memorize for three weeks, like a giant notebook of movie facts. Uh, it was a huge binder. Huge binder. Like 300 pages. Oh my God. Stall- Brad, you know, you've been on a tour or yeah. a tram and it'll maybe in the summertime it gets backed up and there's a lot of stalling, right? There's yeah. like, you're waiting for earthquake and there's like five trams. You have to have all this stall material. You have to know so much. 
And you know, and then I would, you got to know all the questions that the stupid uh, customers are going to ask. Like, yes. Well, so when they reshot Psycho here, uh, Vince Vaughn, what shoes was he wearing? And you're like, I, uh, no. Crocs. I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, cares. yeah, like but you have to care because you're wearing that name tag that says your favorite movie on it. And tour guide, they think you know everything. I almost wore it for you tonight. I almost oh did. God. I still have it. It's on a uh, like a stuffed animal or something. That's that amazing. I, I wish I still had. I that. still have, I still have my Disney name tag. Do you? Hell yeah! So we had our favorite movies on them, uh, and not really my favorite movie. but yeah, favorite Universal film that looked mm. good with your name. Yeah, sure. mine was Chris Out of Sight. Uh, I like George that. George Clooney, Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, great that, movie. I mean, it was a great movie. Yeah, yeah. That's, Underrated. That sounds like a Chris. Like if you were to ever go into pro wrestling, Chris Out of Sight. I almost That's did. a pretty good one. <laughs> I, I almost became a, a producer for the WWE. No shit. Whoa. Yeah. I'm a very well-rounded gay. <laughs> um, and like we can tra- we can talk about a lot of yes, uh, subjects. Yes, we will. Um, but uh, yeah, WWE, I was big into WWE in the 90s. So yeah, Stone yeah. Cold and The Rock. And, Who wasn't? Um, it, I, I was obsessed and mostly because it's a soap opera. That's all yeah. it is. It's, it's just a soap, soap opera, opera for men. With, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With violence. Yeah. And um I grew up watching soaps with my mom, so I was totally into soap. Sure, and I was into the big, you know, guys hitting each other. <laughs> so, uh, and, and, and you know, and speed and spandex yeah. and oil. Yeah, yeah. But uh, all good. They came to the park one day for a tour, and I was their VIP guide, and uh, so I, I showed them around the park. And I got to tell you, I love these guys. I don't know how if you've ever met pro wrestlers i met them they're the Bunch. best group of people yeah they're so it's like a traveling circus yeah so they, they're family and they get along so well and they're super nice anyway so i i said to them you know i'd love to you know have a job as a writer because yeah. they, they call them writers on their sure. shows you know, story so, producers yeah, yeah i'd love to do that and so one of them you know gave me their cards and they said here you know call them and do this whatever so i did nothing came of it and then like six months later I, I come home in the days of answering machines, and I, I see a message on my machine. I, I press it, and it's this woman who says, hi, I'm you know, so-and-so, and I'm calling from Stephanie McMahon's office. And I was like, what? holy crap. Yeah, of like, Jim McMahon? Uh, of no, of Vince McMahon. Vi- uh, Vin- uh, Vince's daughter. Jim McMahon? Jim McMahon was the quarterback cousin. from the Bears. Right. In, uh, well, who's Ed McMahon? Uh, you are wrong, sir. By the way, there's a new game show. Which McMahon? <laughs> good one episode. Um, oh, that was a show, whole show right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. There's only three McMahons. We just played it. But, but um, uh, you know, I, I literally was like, oh, my God, Stephanie McMahon. Cause, and now she runs it. Like, she, her oh. and her brother, uh, Shane. Uh, Shane, they run it together. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a big deal to hear that. So I actually wrote three promos, is what they call them. I wrote three promos for, for wrestlers. One was The Undertaker. Uh, I forget the second one. And one was for... At the time, he wasn't going by John Cena, but it was John Cena. He was he had another name at the time, like Terminator oh. or Iceman or something. Look, yeah. it up. look it up. But I wrote a promo for him because I was like, this guy, I know this guy's going to be a star. Like yeah. I can just sense it. And so I wrote one for him, and he wasn't in the WWE at the time. But um, I wrote it, and they said, no, thank you. <laughs> that was, that, they really wanted, at the time, they wanted uh, writers that could also produce, and I had no TV experience at the time. So mm-hmm. um, I didn't get the gig, but um, throughout like uh, my career, I've worked with pro wrestlers and and that's awesome. We, Chris Jericho was the host of one of our shows. Yeah, he was. Downfall. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and great show. 
and Thanks. was yeah we created it at universal were you uh were you looking to hire a wrestler specifically or were you just go or for the show downfall and uh for those of you who don't remember downfall was the show which had the world's largest conveyor belt yeah. and uh if you got and you were up 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 high on a building or something yeah we were in downtown la yeah, yeah. and then if you got questions wrong or you couldn't answer them the conveyor belt would move and your prizes were on the conveyor belt yeah so you would literally watch your prizes fall down the floor yeah. and and, it, and i loved it yeah, thanks. It, it yeah. was suspenseful. It was fun. It was super different. Why didn't they? Why didn't they? Yeah. Why didn't America like it? Yeah, uh, I don't. You know, at the time, look. If you looked at the ratings, don't blame. Had, don't blame Jericho. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. If we, if I'll you look you. at the ratings Coming we had fall. then, and we had those ratings now, we'd be on five nights a week. Like it was just, yeah. you know, it, it, it's yeah, it's all about the timing. But um, you came up with that show, Universal. You said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually, so Graham and I, Graham's my producing yes. partner. Uh, we're tour guides at Universal, and uh, we met there, and we started creating shows there. And one of the shows we created was Downfall. And at the time, it was just a sh- in-studio show with people on conveyor belts that were kind of going up at an angle. Mm-hmm. And if you fell off the belt, you were done. Okay, so then, like, what? You fall into a foam pit or, yeah. or spikes? Exactly. Okay. Um, <laughs> or a pit of laughing dwarves? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Out of that. I like it. So... Everyone answered the questions wrong on purpose, at, but yeah. At our, at our company, right, uh, we um, were having this thing. We had to pitch a show. And so we were like, oh, you know, maybe Downfall would work. Let's kind of dust it off, but let's make it bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we thought, well, we'll just put it on the top of a building in downtown LA, and we'll put prizes on it instead and throw it over. And nobody will buy this. So, <laughs> But you're heightening. You're like, this is going to make it bigger. And, but yeah, yeah, we were just like, hey, here it is. Yeah. Here's our idea. Yeah. And sure enough, man, we had like two different networks bid on it, and uh, and it ended up going to ABC, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun to do. It was really different. It was one of those jobs that like you woke up at six p.m. That's probably similar to your job. <laughs> Somewhat, yeah, yeah. But, like you woke up at six p.m. We went to work at like seven. We taped until the sun started to come up, and oh, then when oh the sun God. came up is when the shoot ended. Why oh, is that the you s- needed it to be at night? Because we needed it to be at night. Yeah. So we we shot until the sun came up, and then we'd go home. And you would go home the same time, like, <laughs> these guys in, like, huge trucks with, like, fish were, like, coming in. Yeah. And, you know, it was this weird kind of... Crossover. Yeah. Like, all right, your turn to, to make the world work. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was super fun. And Jericho came about because um, I, I was just a fan. Like, I... I think I pushed him on that show from day one of, of selling it. And I yes. said, this is a huge show. How it's could you not? He is the Ayatollah of rock, rock and roll. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't <laughs> want to isolate that soundbite. He... From you saying it and you agree. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I can go off Chris, Chris Jericho. Nicknames, move yeah. sets, yeah. the whole nine yards. Yeah. I, I, he, I mean, he is the very first ever undisputed heavyweight champion. Yeah. So, come on. Wow. Absolutely. And yeah. so you, you thought to yourself... He we, created money in the bank. Yeah. We need a host that is um, worthy of how big the show is. Exactly. Because yeah. we're on the top of a building. We've got this huge conveyor belt. We're pushing cars over the side of a building, crashing Ma- down onto the ground below. You can't get Mario Lopez or um, what's no. his name? Uh, oh, Bergeron. No. Not not, no, not better than Jericho. How dare you? <laughs> so I said, you know, I said, we have to have someone that's big, like that has a big personality. And so I've already, always been a fan of, mm-hmm. of WWE. And I was like, you know, they've got this guy, Chris Jericho. I'm like, I know we can talk because he's yep. great on the mic. And I said, he's got the right personality for it, so let's right bring him look in. Right look, too. Yeah. And we brought him in, and, and, and he auditioned. And, uh, you know, he was one of the few people. And that was the one I just, I kind of kept pushing for him. And I think... 
How much push do you get to have? Not when a you're, lot. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, not a lot. Because it's your first... Uh, it was no, the you first guys had or, sold some other ones, right? Yeah, it was. but this was the first original show that we had sold. Yeah. Um, and it was the first show, the original game, I think the company had sold in umpteen years. Wow. And uh, So you don't have a lot of cachet at that point to be like... No, not at all. You keep trying to make suggestions and different yeah. angles to be like, this is why, but yeah. there's other cooks in the kitchen that are going to... Absolutely. And... Um, but they all kind of agreed and, and liked it. And Chris is such a likable guy. Yeah. He's so great. Of course, he's Canadian. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and we had him on, and he, From he was great. Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Yeah. I know way too much about Chris okay, Jericho. Yeah. All right. This is, not a, ring entrance. this is not a Jericho <laughs> fan podcast. Um, I, w- I want to be on his podcast, Talk is Jericho. That's why I'm trying to do right. this. Yeah. Oh, this this, this is just right. a goal. We're, Wait a minute. We're, we're, just, we're, we're just stepping stone to Talk is Jericho. <laughs> Wait a minute. I actually, doesn't he do a podcast? That's what it's called. I just said that. Talk oh. is Jericho. My buddy Nick Mundy is like, I think, really good buds with him, or mm-hmm. I see him in pictures with him all the time, or he's been on it. Yeah. I could probably get him on here. I, fuck yes. Okay. All right. Well, invite me back for that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. A thousand percent. But Be a he, good reunion. Yeah. He, nicest guy. And then, uh, so after he did Downfall, he actually got, I think, a few other things from that and he was on Dancing with the Stars not too long after that and, yep. and he hosted uh, I think he hosted like BattleBots for a season mm-hmm. um, so, yeah so in, in especially with those like with pro wrestlers is they're while they do want to keep wrestling they kind of want to as, as they get older they kind of want to find those side jobs right. where they don't have to keep falling off ladders at age yeah. 40 whatever and so, a, a lot of them are so great they're such talented guys and they're really improv guys that's what they are that's what they're doing constantly yeah. so yeah. it makes complete sense I don't know why more like I'm always surprised when I'm always surprised when people are surprised that A wrestlers are good actors and B comedians are good actors yeah. I'm shocked by them like really the 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 guy that's improvising an entire match and created a character from nothing, you're surprised he's a good actor? You're surprised a stand-up comic yeah. is good when he's doing how many characters on stage at one time? Yeah. It's, all, it, it's always fascinating to me. Yeah. Uh, um, what, one thing I love about, about the Downfell show was that when the, when the prizes in, inevitably crashed, like on other game shows, the prizes are separate. Yeah. Like the, They're not tangible yet. Yeah. Like The contestant doesn't see them, doesn't feel like... But when you see the car that you're going to win go off the edge and smash a thousand pieces, yeah. that, do, that, that, that does something. Makes it more you. real. Yeah. Stakes are high. It was crazy, though, because we got it from both sides on that show. So when it aired, we got flack from fans that you know was like, why are you doing this? Why are you sending perfectly good things sure. over the side of the building? What's your People can use that. Well, the truth of the matter is we didn't. Like The car we used was like a shell of a car. It wasn't the car they were going to yeah, win. Yeah, it was like, uh, you know, that was a representation of the car they were going to win. Right. And, you know, other stuff, it was, you know, it was, we had silly prizes on that show. It was like a year's worth of bubble gum. And, you know, it's like... Now, we, are you coming up with those prizes? Uh, I think we did at the time. Like, it... On that, when you start the first season of a show, you kind of do everything. Right? You kind of put your hand in like every. And pot. it's better that way, right? Or do you get to a point where you like, like with Match Game? I mean, it was, and we'll get into that. But I mean, like when you, you kind of get everything. You can step back at some point, or. Yeah, I think there's. Uh, it depends on the show, right? Because yeah. like, let's make a deal. Now we've been doing for eight years, yeah. and we've done over thirteen hundred episodes eight of that show. Years. Oh my god, eight years! Holy We're just about shit. to wrap our. You guys are going to come to our finale. Of That's the finale. Season. Yeah, you're coming to the last episode. Oh, so should we break champagne? <laughs> Yeah, we should. It's actually, Pop I think some it's, it's a foodie episode that we're taping. It's a foodie themed episode. Oh, man. Um, Brad and I so, dressing up is 
I mean, and ketchup. Uh, I'm really so bummed. That's with a common costume. Please come okay. up with something different. Okay. Um, wow. Jesus. Man- mayonnaise and ketchup, not just ketchup and mustard. <laughs> mayonnaise and ketchup. Like a pig in a blanket. You know, that's that's something oh my good. God. Yes. Okay. Okay. I won't say who's who. You guys decide. Um, I think mm, you know. Norman. Yeah, that's right. Norm, social media guy. Uh, uh, well, what what are some of the craziest costumes you've seen? Thirteen hundred episodes. It's you, so hard. Can somebody ever just come dressed as like a clit? Like, does that ever? And you're just like, you can't do that. Like, is there ever something like? Because you you don't pre-approve, right? They show up. No, they they show up, but they go through an an interview process, a screening first. process. Do yeah. they do they come through security in their like hot dog outfit and they have to take yeah. their keys out of their some of them wiener? Do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because I mean, you you go to these Halloween shops that pop up around this time, and some of the costumes are like the Dick in the Box guys from yeah. SNL. So like when they show up, you guys go, eh, you guys aren't going to be playing. It's I eleven a.m. I yeah. uh, I like to think people are smarter than that like they know we're on cbs daytime sure. this isn't mm-hmm. a this isn't a late night show sure. sure so they know that their odds are better if yeah. they come in a costume that yeah. you know can get them on tv right. um if you're dressed as a nun and not a dildo you might win a prize <laughs> it might be better yeah. for you <laughs> um, but no craziest is so, that's hard it's a hard one like I, I you know i was telling you before we started someone just came dressed as me for the first time that's incredible like, by the way yeah i know it's what surreal. was your real i mean did you know it was you right away uh, so we look at um, before the show starts. We've got like uh, each contestant takes a picture, like in the contestant area, okay. mm-hmm. and so we're we're looking at the photos of who is going to come up in the show. And I see this photo, and instantly I was just like, and it was a, it was a woman, but I was like, she's dressed as me. Like I knew it, like right off. Like she had the headset, mm-hmm. she had the cue cards, she had uh, it was so detailed. She had my mic pack with two pieces of white tape on it, just like mine has two pieces of white tape. I didn't even know mine had two pieces of white tape wow. on it. Until you weren't aware of the wow. staple Chris Ahern <laughs> wardrobe. Yeah. And so now there is one, I guess. She didn't wear a bald cap, though. That was the, oh, the okay. one thing oh, that was see, missing. I think that that's the one thing that gives it away. Yeah. Well, now someone else can you know elevate it. <laughs> there you and, go. But she had cute cards. Like, Wayne calls me, uh, he has a nickname for me on the show, and he calls me the Money Fairy. <laughs> I, <laughs> because... Oh, I run in cash him sometimes when he forgets it. So he would, he has this nickname. So much better that you're gay and he has that name. <laughs> so better. That's so awesome. So her cue card said money, fairy, and training. Uh, wow. And yeah. And so it was, that's really, I mean, I don't know if you get choked up, but is that like, that's kind of a pretty cool moment. It was a pretty cool moment yeah. for like, you know, there's, uh, you know. To be dressed, I don't know. For me, if once you are a Halloween costume or it, somebody goes as you for any sort of, yeah. that's like. That's you've you know that's yeah. a big deal. You've made it in a sense. But I, you know, I was telling you guys like it's you have to be a hardcore fan to know who I am on that show. Sure, you mm. can't just like tune in on a Wednesday and and know oh right, yeah, there's right. Chris. But um, clearly she watched a lot and um, it was it was pretty crazy. Isn't Some it guy amazing? threatened to dress up as me once. Threatened? <laughs> well, like I, if you're not careful, I'm gonna come dress as the producer <laughs> and just fuck up your whole day. I I do the warm up for the show before the okay. show starts. Oh nice. So um, yeah, so you get to see that. And, that's um, incredible. Yeah, and, and, and that's one of the most thankless jobs in show business. Right. The, it, the audience warm-up guy. Yeah. It's like for anyone that does it, we've had uh, Brody Stevens on the podcast, who's a legendary mm-hmm. audience warm-up guy. Both Adam and I have done it in our past, and it's it's so difficult. Wait, is that – are you the warm-up before the – are you the audience warm-up guy or are you the – Basically, like I don't do – 
standard warm up. Like I'm not out sure. there really telling jokes. Yes. I'm basically telling the rules rules of the show right. and how mm-hmm. it works. And, but in a fun and, way. But in a fun way. Yeah, you can, I, I've got you're my personable. Yeah, I've got my universal on, jokes that I yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw in. You yeah. can't just walk out like Ben Stein. Like here are the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't do that. Well, that would be funny. I mean, <laughs> I would probably laugh at that if you can do a Ben Stein costume. That'd yeah. be great. <laughs> but um, Bueller. so sometimes we've got extra time, and I you know do questions with yeah. the audience that kind of stuff. And someone asked what the craziest costume was, and and one guy in the back you know yelled out. He's like, I was going to dress as you. And I said, I was like, well, what is that? I said, I don't even know what that would be. And he was like, well, I was going to wear a headset and bring cue cards and I was going to wear a bald cap. So he would have gone all out. So there's wow. still someone out there that can <laughs> okay. if you're listening, come to take, deal. Take that to the next level. Season nine, now, show up. Now, like the thing about being a producer of game shows is yeah. I, I know I know how to be, I, I know how to become an actor. I know how to become Ooh. a comedian. I don't know how to become a game show producer. Like that, that that's... That you guys don't have a booth on career day in <laughs> high school. Yeah. I mean, uh, so, like, how do you even get into that business? We had no clue either. Like, I mean, there isn't, right? There's really no roadmap for anyone in this business. It's Right. It, uh, yes, as actors, you kind of know what I dreamed do. of being a best boy grip. Right. <laughs> <laughs> was always, um, my dad was a best boy yeah. grip. His father before him. The lineage. The lineage, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, no, for us, and this is a long story. I'll try to condense Please? it. No. But. And you're like, no. This is what we're this is what you're here for. But so it started at Universal. Like, uh, yeah, I want to know when you met Graham, right? And you you didn't know him prior to that. No, we met at Universal. Okay, and so when does the bonding of game shows come about? I guess, and then you, right? I mean, that's it happened in the break room. Like we just, it was just the you you know, it was like you yeah, had hours sometimes between tours to just sit around and talk, and which watch was kind TV. of incredible. Like yeah. definitely a part of the job. I don't want to say like essential, but like. You know, I think in any business, too, if you're good at schmoozing and shooting the shit, it helps your performance on all fronts because it loosens you up. It makes you per- – you just gain so much from it. Absolutely. And um, and that break room, you know, yeah, we do four or five-hour tours a day. But there's – I mean, you would be up, what, every – I mean, the tour itself was like 45 minutes, yeah. and then you'd usually have maybe a 45-minute break. Maybe a 45-minute break. So, Brad, you're going back to this break room, yeah. and there's 15, 20, 25 on a real busy summer day, yeah. maybe. That all want to talk about They don't want to talk about the entertainment, and it's kind of awesome. And then there's movies on the break room, and you talk about the movies on, or you go on the... I mean, it's just all so... Sure, and when you have that much time together, connections are made. Uh, Dude, that's where I started doing all the all my before YouTube stuff, really. like I met one of the tour guys, and that's you know Jeff Hutchinson. We started oh, yeah. making videos... In the break room, we would make videos on yeah. our b- between tours, and then that just got me in that world of like, okay, I want to start doing this, and then YouTube hit. And it was so it's like there's the relationships that can really be formed back there yeah. or not formed. Um, <laughs> a lot of characters. That's the benefit of working at a theme park. Jeff Jack. is my birthday twin. Is he really? Same year, date, everything. Wow. But he still has all his hair, <laughs> so he got the good side of it. Uh, now, do you, so, when you see a guy like Adam or a tour guide. Like making videos or doing stuff like yeah. that in in the ba- in the backstage, for you is that like oh god one of these or are you or are you excited for it? That's what you're there for. I mean, that's like that's the beauty of that job is that mm-hmm. you meet other people that have the same interests as you, and they're usually at the same level you are. Yeah. So it's like hey, let's do this together, and everyone's up for doing it, right? There's gotcha. an energy of like we could create something. Yeah. So, so that's we're when the you next met. thing. Yeah. So Graham and I met back there talking about game shows and. Um, there was like a writer's strike around 2001, I think. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and Graham said to me, he was like, you know, I think we could create one of our own. And uh, so I said, okay, sure. So we kind of just started playing around with this show. And we actually built a tiny little set out of like office equipment. Um, and the guides would come off their breaks and we kind of make them play it. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't know, they were either being really nice or it's that same just camaraderie of, of that's why you're all here. Mm-hmm. And they were encouraging and they were like, this is great. You guys should do more. So we, we made like two other games that were actually based off of Hasbro board games, Battleship and Yahtzee. So we made game shows out of them. And, um, everyone at universal and the guide department started to know like, Oh, these guys are, this is kind of what they're into they're creating yeah. game shows. Yeah. So, uh, one day, uh, at the front of the park, we have this VIP lounge and it's just a door off to the side. Right. And, um, one of our best friends, uh, Jennifer Peterson, she was working the VIP lounge and this guy comes and knocks on the door and he goes, Hey, you know, I'm an executive at NBC. I don't need tickets to the park, but what I need is some sort of pass to get me to the front of the lines because I have to be back at NBC for a meeting and I have to show some people around. And so she said, okay. So she, she closed the door and uh, luckily someone else was in the room and they had just auditioned for The Weakest Link, mm-hmm. which was a big you know, game show yeah, at the time with the, on NBC. Uh, with the British girl, yeah. you are and, The Weakest Link, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. And uh, this guy in the room goes, oh, that's the executive producer of The Weakest Link because I just auditioned for the show. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what he does at NBC. And so Jen, God bless her, w- grabbed the pass and she said, I'll give you this pass on one condition. And he said, what's that? And she said, if you take a meeting with my friends, Chris and Graham, who are <sighs> trying to get into the game show world, wow. oh my God, I'll I, give you the pass. Man, I always loved her. She's, she, I, she's the best. I mean, still keep in touch with her? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. God. I mean, she essentially... Jen, if you're listening, and I hope you do, and you are, you're the greatest. <laughs> yeah, oh, she is. And I always we, had kind of had a crush on her, too. Oh, yeah. She probably well, knows that. Well, and we, we owe our career to her. Like, it, we, we would That's not incredible. have a career. So selfless. If it wasn't for her. Because in that meeting... Yeah, and so... Um, his name was Stuart Krasnow and, mm-hmm. and Stuart's the nicest guy in Hollywood. And so he, he took the pass and he said, absolutely. Here's my card. Have them call me. And so I think I called him like within like two hours. Probably. Of <laughs> yeah. And, uh, sure. you know, I explained and he's like, yeah, come in and, and, and pitch your shows. So we went to Stuart's office we, with our tiny little sets that we built out of office supplies. <laughs> now, is that something that's like a... How do you know that you have to do that in game show? Because I've heard... We don't. That, we just... Ignorance is bliss. Because Howie Mandel told us for like that they presented some whole thing for Deal or No Deal to him. Yeah, the deck whole, of cards. No, it yeah. was a deck of cards at Jerry's Deli, I think, that mm-hmm. he, yeah. he, he bought into the show. So but you guys were like, we need to... Yeah, we just but we didn't know anything any elf. Yeah, we were just ignorance sure, is eh, bliss, I guess, yeah. right? So we just walk in with our little sets, and we're like, "Here's how it works," and we, you know, played it through. And uh, he was like, "I think he saw that we knew what we were talking about." And he goes, uh, "You know, I'm going to send you to the <laughs> the vice president of NBC Daytime." <laughs> so that our wow. second meeting ever was with the vice president of NBC Daytime. You see, you see kids, it's that easy to get in the show business, right? <laughs> and so we're like, "Okay, sure." So. <laughs> <laughs> we go to, to her office, Linda Fennell, who's great, and I still get to see her every once in a while at the Emmys. And uh, we, uh, we go pitch Linda, and the first thing she says to us is, I shouldn't talk to you without an agent, right? And so that's always the catch-22 with like actors and sure. producers and directors. Like You've got to have credits to get an agent, but you've right. you know, got to have an agent to get credits. Yeah. Yes. So you know, she's like, I really shouldn't be talking to you, so that's my first piece of advice is get an agent. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, oh, great, you know, whatever. So... We get this call from Stewart's office one day, a couple of weeks later, I think, and he was being pursued by uh, UTA at the time uh, to come over and be a client of theirs. So uh, UTA is pursuing Stewart, and as part of their pitch to Stewart, he, uh, they say, uh, you know, we rep um, Hasbro, and Hasbro wants to turn some of their board games into game shows. And, and that's s- what you created. Oh, and so Stuart, God. holy shit! <laughs> and so this is how great a guy Stuart is. Yeah. Stuart says to them, "Oh, you don't want to talk to me. You want to talk to these other two guys who have already done it." 
Oh. And so we get this call to go meet with UTA from Stuart's office. We're like, okay. Like, and we knew to bring our, our Hasbro uh, games. Sure. Um, so we're like, okay. So we go to UTA and we kind of pitch them these games. Same little sets that we yep. built out of office supplies. We're walking in. And, uh, you know, we pitch them these games and then they start pitching us on UTA. And they're like, you know, we're kind of where the cool kids are and yeah. like the, the new people on the block. And, and we're, you know, really excited to represent the, the young, you know, people in the yeah. industry. And we're like, oh, great, good, thank congrats yeah, okay. on that. We, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to the oboe. Well, welcome yeah. back to Who Gives a Shit? Like, what are we talking about? And so... Um, they, I, I, I don't even remember how it ended, but they were kind of like asked, I think if they could rep us or, you know, something. So all I know is Graham, I, this part I remember, Graham and I got in the elevator out of UTA and we looked at each other in the elevator and we're like, so do we have agents now? Like, did we just get agents? <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. is that what just happened? Yeah, yeah. So non like Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. So like, wait, do we have people yeah. now? Do we have people to call we people? Go back in yeah. and steal pencils? Yeah. Do we? So we're like, well, I don't, what do we do with that? Like, I don't even know what that is. So funny. And so anyway, so then, uh, you know, UTA basically sends us on a meeting with this other um, big producer. His name is Andrew Golder, and he won an Emmy for doing When Ben Stein's Money. Wow. Brilliance behind that yeah. show. It's so funny with Kimmel and um, Ben Stein. And it was the, a great show, wasn't the it? The writing on that show is unbelievable, and especially coming from the game show world, it's unbelievable. So shout out to Andrew Golder and Terry McDonald, who who um, taught us how to write. Now, when you say writing, you mean the... The Q&A, the questions, the categories on... Like, go back cate- and watch okay. an episode Because obviously there's a lot of... Well, I guess there's riffing between Stein and Kimmel, but like, yeah, probably they, not, I don't think they wrote that, but but not a ton. No, but look, just go watch an yeah, episode and watch qu- the questions the and categories. Questions are clever, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go meet with Andrew, who's about to do a pilot of this other show, and he basically hires us and gives us our first job as as uh, writers for uh, this pilot. That's how we learned to write uh, mm-hmm. for game, and then we didn't do anything for a year, and that was the best thing about Universal was that. Uh, you know, you could take like up to nine months off from your job and come back and still have your health benefits and still have your seniority and all that kind of stuff. That really was the best. They so, kind of just know that that's going to happen. Right. That they're that they're they're people. I mean, I, I don't know of too many people that dream of being a universal. You know, like yeah. they like they know that their employees have other aspirations, and if they're actors, they're in Hollywood. It's probably what they want to do. Right. So they, they might they might get gigs. Yeah. So we were able to go do the pilot. We came back, and nothing really happened for us for a year. That pilot didn't get picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got this call from Stuart again, who's you know just kind of our angel. And uh, he had signed an overall deal with Fremantle Media. And Fremantle, you know, if you don't know, is this giant company that does American Idol and America's Got Talent and X Factor. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anything yeah. worthy of yeah. note. I mean, basically reinvented the talent show right, right. with Idol. And... Um, so we, Stuart signs an overall with Fremantle. He calls us and says, you know, Fremantle owns all the Mark Goodson, Bill Todman game shows, which are basically all the classic shows. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, Price is Right and Family Feud. and Classic um, Concentration? Is that in there? Yeah. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> it's a long story. But no, actually, NBC owns Concentration. Uh, we own part of it, which is weird. Yeah. If you could bring that back, I'll host it for free. Yeah, <laughs> that's an NBC thing. But, okay. Um, but, you know, he calls us and he's like... Uh, you know, they own this catalog. They want to reinvent some of these shows. So why don't you guys come over for like two weeks, go through the catalog, see what you think can be, you know, reinvented, yeah. and let's pitch them to Fremantle and see if they like any. So Graham and I went over for two weeks. I think we developed three or four shows. Um, we ended up selling two of them. One went to a pilot for NBC Primetime, 
one went to a syndicated series that we did 175 episodes of or something. Nice. Um, and our two weeks kind of kept getting extended by like two weeks and two weeks and two weeks. Yeah. And eventually they didn't really have a development department at the time. So we kind of were on the ground floor of this development department and they wanted to keep us in development. And we said, Oh no, like, Hey, these shows that we've developed, we actually want to go do them like in the studio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We want to produce them. And so, uh, we worked out a deal with them where we would be able to go produce the shows. And then when we were done producing, we would come back and develop new shows for them. And so now we've been doing that for 11 years. (laughs) What the fuck? And now, now that's your job. And so now that's our job. And amazing. We literally went from just two guys that were fans of the genre and had no TV experience to working for this company that owns these classic titles. Yeah. And they were so great to us that they were just like, here are the keys to the kingdom. Do what you want to do. Oh, my God. And they trusted us with it. How rare is that? Oh, super rare. Like, I don't... That's why when you said, like, what's the path? Like, yeah, that, that was like our you, path. Like, yeah, because you can't tell... It's a long path, so yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry for No, that. that's <laughs> incredible. If someone comes to you and says, hey, I'm looking to get into the producing of the game show business, you can't be like, okay, we'll just do what we did. Yeah. Like, like, that... There was so many circumstances and people that don't exist that people just stuck their necks out for you and thought of you when they didn't have yeah. to. Uh, that's also the, so great. There's so much. I mean, I just had a buddy who's just starting stand up, like email me a bunch of questions and I'm sitting looking at this email today being like, how do I even begin to assess this? Because he's like, just started doing open mics for the last few months. And now in more or less, he wants to kind of know like shortcuts. He's just like, how do I get to being? And I'm like, Hey, I can only speak from my experience. And, but it's like, I mean, shit with Universal. It's like if I, and you, same thing, like if you didn't just try to put yourself in a position to, like I knew even innately like, all right, I don't want to wait tables and I want to do something when I work out here entertainment based because I yeah. want it to be fun, but I also want to be around people that are doing it yeah. because, you know, whether that leads to anything or not, I just want to be around that energy. And I'm sure that had to go into some of the thinking of being there, right, for you? Absolutely. It's not like you did it with the, uh, you know, prospects of like, all right, I'll meet somebody who will be cool and refer me to a game show you know, right. uh, developer. And as a kid, like I loved game shows. Right. And it's the same with Graham. Like I grew up watching them. Like mm. that was my thing as a kid, but I never thought I could work in it. Like it wasn't, that wasn't a job sure, possibility it, in my head. Yeah, It's a fantasy world. Yeah. It, and it so doesn't exist. When he brought it up, I was like, Oh yeah, I guess you can have a job in that. Like right. people do that for a living. So and if that conversation didn't go down, you don't even have that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. not really, I don't really even have that thought. If Graham hadn't suggested it, no. Who? Um, what were some of the shows as a kid that you really got got the game show bug for? My favorite game shows, Joker's Wild. Um, I do remember that. Yeah, I love game shows that combine luck and smarts. Press your mm-hmm. luck. Uh, love it. Can we bring yeah. that back? We, uh, our company owns that show. Ooh. Shut up! All right. I mean, that's keep gotta, talking about. Yeah. Oh, that's my God. gotta right. happen. As that, long as, as as long as you don't. Uh, bring back the guy that figured out the algorithm. Oh yeah, Michael yeah. Larson. Yeah, <laughs> they, he he. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. Oh, but, okay. Rest uh, in peace. Yeah. But also, that's karma. But yeah. uh, <laughs> no, uh, do, by the way, have have you seen that clip, no. Adam? There's a guy oh, who figured out the timing on Press Your Luck. Beep, he, boom, boom, beep, yeah, beep, boom, he figured boom, out everything, so he would never hit a whammy, ever. Well, and he just kept going, and then finally, the producer had to come out and be like, "Um, you've won too much money." No, they didn't even do that. Like they didn't. Did they? They, they couldn't stop him. That, that, oh, would, that would be illegal. illegal. Yeah, yeah. So um, you can't stop the game mid game. No, he stopped himself because he was starting. He had done it so much. Yeah. That I think it was starting to get into his head, and he was starting to miss. Yeah. Where his where the pattern was falling, and then uh-huh. did he flip out on air? And, no, 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 oh. no. But he like 
it stopped in a different spot and he got scared because he was really only hitting, I think, two spots on the board, maybe three. Yeah. And when it didn't hit one of those, he kind of freaked out and passed his spins. And but he won like one hundred and ten thousand dollars or something. Yeah, it, it was. They holy. had to air it as a two-parter. Yeah, holy, it, it was shit. nuts. And because he figured out the algorithm, and he just wasn't doing, any, he wasn't hitting any whammies ever. Yeah. I remember watching that game as a kid. It, it combined every element I love. It's the best guessing, it, yeah. luck, yeah. Uh, cartoons, and every, <laughs> money. But everything is at risk on every single spin. Yes, yeah. that's why it's so exciting because. You think you could like, oh, I just hit five thousand, or oh, you know. I'm also, to- the uh, the way that it was framed, putting the contestant in the middle of all that, yeah. like, was aesthetically just delicious for a for a kid yeah. who was and running pop tarts. Yeah, and then everyone does the same thing. They hover their hand over the buzzer. They go, "Big bucks, no whammies." Like that's gonna. Did help. They tell you to, They probably told them to say that, right? Yeah, if you watch the early ones, it's it's they just hit that button fast. Yeah. And so eventually they would, you know, coach them into how to do it. But I would love I, to bring Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say I can't tell you how I'm a big Vegas guy, so I'm in Vegas a lot. I'm going to be there for New Year's. Oh, nice. It's like a sticky movie it's theater floor out on that strip. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's the grossest. It thing. really is. Why is it so great and oh, gross? But I, I go there a lot and um You gamble. Yeah, I gamble, I eat. Yeah. That's a great food town. It really is. Shows are great. You know, so I just go have Some people go to Palm Springs. I go to Vegas. Yeah, they're, yeah. Yeah, they're 70. But yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm more fun than Palm yeah. Springs. No offense to people in Palm Springs. It's a lovely town. It is. It's, it's but, a lovely town if you want to play golf and tan. But uh, if you want to yeah. actually go do some shit, then I, you go to Vegas. Yeah. And for me, like the games are stimulating for what I do for a living. Yeah, so I get sure. inspired by watching all the wheels spin and the totally. lights flash. And all you that really kind of do, stuff. don't you? Yeah, but I, I can't tell you how many times I walk through a casino mm-hmm. and you can just hear people at a roulette table or at a craps table and they're like, no whammies, no whammies. And they, <laughs> oh my and it's God. So, it's I'm a like, part of the, uh, part of the lexicon. Yeah. It's yeah. that generation that grew up on it now is, is the prime generation. I would want it to be a little bit edgier. Like I want, I would want what it to do be, you want the whammies to do. Well, I mean, that's a personal question. <laughs> that's, <laughs> So, so, Maybe so, that's part of the new game. If that, you get like a certain amount of money, you get to. They have a bunch of staple like cartoon oh whammy would, action set up. Would you, you have? W- would you have the whammy girls? <laughs> <laughs> what would you want the whammy girls? They to have do a to cartoon you? version of you yeah. and cartoon whammies. So, and you some a- some guy's gonna call up the moon the <laughs> Moonlight Bunny Ranch and be like, "All right, I know you guys have done some weird shit, but I'm really into whammies." <laughs> <Can> I, get- <laughs> I saw what they did to that guy on the TV show. Yeah, I want that live. Yeah, can some girls dress up as a whammy? But you never know. It might it might might make a comeback. We- <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, thank God for ABC this last uh, summer because Match Game, Pyramid, oh, Feud. Yeah. Well, they you took did a, Pyramid too. No, no, I didn't do no, Pyramid. But they so, did that. Feud is our company, is Fremantle. Yes. Um, Pyramid is uh, through Sony. Yeah. And then Match Game is through us. And, um, you know, the guys over at ABC just took a gamble and said we're they're big game fans. Uh, well, but the, but they Rob brought Mills. yeah, but they brought them back with the right hosts, uh, you know, yeah. and not and uh, there are games that people know and like game shows. They're they're one of those things where sure you can have your Mad Men and your Breaking Bad and sort of the high end entertainment, but in the end they're they're just fun. Yeah, they're just fun shows that you don't realize you love and then you start watching them and you're like oh yeah this is fuck like whenever I'm in the green room and I, and I don't know what to watch if I see a family feud episode oh yeah dude. I'm watching that shit oh yeah because yeah. you always argue with your friends you all it like and game nights 
seem yeah. very lame when on the surface, but then when you start playing them, you're like, oh no, this is fucking great. Well, look at like Hollywood Game Night when they have like all these celebs, like all those celebs, like they're playing those Huge. games for real. Yeah. Those are they're basically like, oh cool, finally like either they they're like I do this already in my life with game nights with friends, or you can tell some people like haven't played a game in a group setting in like years and they're losing their fucking minds yeah. on this yeah. show. It's I don't know. I mean. Maybe tell us like what what do you think it is about just game shows in general that people Well, I you look, I think what ABC did right was first of all they they took the risk and they and they did it and it paid off for them because it's the perfect way to end the week. I know that sounds yeah. like a an odd uh, you know, examination of it, but Sunday nights when you're ready to start work the next day, mm-hmm. and Game of Thrones isn't on anymore <laughs> and Mad Men's done. Yeah. And you kind of sit in with these game shows and you're like, and especially match being on at 10, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, it's just nice to end with a laugh and you go to bed and yeah. then you're ready to start the week. Totally. And so they took a chance on these classic shows. They all worked. Um, the whole block did fantastically well for them. Match game crushed. Uh, match game crushed. Yeah. Good uh, for you. Yeah. Thanks. It, it was a, ton of fun to I can't do. see that game going anywhere for a while you know with Baldwin <laughs> yeah. who to yeah. me is a home run in anything yeah well he he was the, the you know key to it top choice yeah he was fantastic or was and, like alright Mario Lopez Bonaducci <laughs> Baldwin Jer- what's Jericho doing yeah. Yeah. Um, but like when you're sitting in the room does is Baldwin even like how does that even enter your head as yeah. an option because I wouldn't even I would think, think that he's not even available so yeah. that wasn't us that wasn't Graham and okay. I so our yeah. our CEO um, she called us in and she was like hey what do you think of this you know what do you think of Alec Baldwin uh, doing match game and we were like holy cow like that could work like that yeah did you have a frame for the host like he's got to be kind of to be honest we uh, there are two shows we get asked about constantly. When are you bringing back Match Game? When mm-hmm. are you bringing back Pressure Luck? Those are the two shows we get asked oh about my the most. I mean, hell, you got Baldwin. Could you do Anthony Hopkins right. hosting <laughs> Pressure Luck? <laughs> Shut Meryl up. Streep. I want to do it. <laughs> we would like Meryl Streep to be the voice of the whammy. That would be actually the... <laughs> I mean, guess what? Yeah. Now that you have Baldwin as the... Yeah. Ho- like, nothing is impossible right. at this yeah. point. People are like, wait, Baldwin's doing a game show? Like, it's yeah. the same way we got Melissa McCarthy in the podcast. And once you get... People like that, it's like, well, if she did it. Right. Can I be honest? Tom Hanks doing Press Your Luck would be amazing. Sure. I'll, oh, I'll, where's yeah. Jonathan Kite when you need him to do that for yeah. us? So, he, does a, he does a great impression of oh, Tom, like, Tom, Tom Hanks. That, yeah. That's why. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I had to explain. But no, no. We, so, you know, we had actually resisted doing Match for a long time. And, and several attempts had been done to kind of relaunch it. And we weren't, we weren't a part of those. Um, and we kind of just kept saying, like, I don't know if it'll work. Because the beauty of match in the seventies was you couldn't say stuff on TV. Yeah. yeah. And so all the jokes were set up as double entendre and mm-hmm. you know, that was where the funny came from. In order for a marriage to survive, you have to do this three times a week. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. and it's, and it's like, watch a movie together, yeah. <laughs> but it's, finger each other's butts. Like there's so that those questions are like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It w- and we just, we weren't sure it would work in today. So, so Graham and I personally kind of kept going like, oh, I'm not sure it's for us. And, I'm not sure we were the right guys to to help this. And so when when Jen, our, our CEO, said um, Baldwin, we were like, oh, like I can actually see that. Like mm-hmm. I can get how he is going to deliver this, and it will be funny. And you know what we what we didn't know we were going to get from him, which I think personally is my favorite part about the show, is when he rips into the contestants and the celebrities for giving it's the worst answers. Yeah, he is hilarious and really him. edgy with it. And by the way, he rips into the judges of the show too, which we just love um, because it the, breaks the fourth wall a little bit. Yeah, and there's there's some you know 
match games it's a, there's judging involved that's how it works yes. sure you know people are going to agree and disagree with stuff yeah 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 but he has had some of the funniest lines about the judges one of them was uh, there was like a technology-based question and you know they answered one way the contestants answered one way and the celebrities answered another and and we deemed it not a match and you know baldwin goes well what you don't know is our three judges were former writers on the Carol Burnett show. <laughs> and we just lost it. Like, we totally lost it. Oh, my He's God. He's brilliant. He's super funny, super nice guy. And I'm sure And him. I'm sure he likes doing it. I'm sure you show up, you tape two episodes in a day. Yeah, you, what is you, it? Three days a week, and then you go home. We did three. Yeah, we, uh, we, we taped the whole season of Match uh, over four days. What? Um, which I think was ten episodes. I think we did for the first season. So, but you know, like, how perfect is that? Four days. I don't know why people don't. More people don't want to do it. Yeah, like, it's, and then that lasts you. Now you're on TV for three months. Yeah. When we did, uh, I don't know if you ever watched. You have experience with this. Did you ever yeah. watch anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we did three episodes a day for right. what two weeks, and that was exhausting because there were three hour, if not a little bit more, episodes each. Were those episodes an hour, or half hour? They were hour. Oh, they were mm-hmm. hours. Yeah. Okay. What'd you think of that game? Fun. Look, you know the so okay. But, enough said. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. We you get run. It. Let's make a deal. Yeah, okay. We can't impress wow. you. Okay. First, first of all, versus Adam <laughs> Ray. <laughs> Here's what I said before before the mics were turned on. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thanks. Like we, uh, Graham and I both like follow you, and, and it's so it's so great to see people that you worked with at Universal go off and and build these careers because it's not like you just landed this like you no have way, been man. working your butt off. I was 13 years ago when you met yeah. me and you I mean t- quite honestly there's very few people that know me from like literally the second year I was in LA and yeah. that first job and 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 just being like that tour guide stuff helped set up you know my podcast uh, skill set and and uh, and stand up. I mean, I was like working out stand up bits. I would do it open mics on my tour, which would get me in trouble because they were like, "Hey, tell the movie facts. Don't try to do like weird impressions that nobody cares about." Um, You're like, "How dare you say no one cares about Tony Danza?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I appreciate it. But like we we are friends, but yeah. we we don't hang out constantly together. But over the course of those 13 years like i've randomly seen you at the comedy store right and i've seen you build your career from you know opening for other people to to being the headliner right and it's been amazing like and it's so great to watch and so proud of you that's you're the best absolutely thank you and and how was he as a tour guide though where did i don't remember okay (laughs) do you block those obviously memorable (laughs) he was i'm sure he was great but well, it, I mean, you guys, you you train. I mean, the training. Did I train you? Yes. Okay. You it was you, Rachel Pearson, and yeah. Randall. They were mm-hmm. my uh, trainers, and basically, we would do each day. We would, for people don't know, you would get these giant books, memorize it, and then you would do a different part of the tour each day. So, Brad, we would do like the from Jaws to the yeah. uh, cr- the uh, suspendable bridge that's mm-hmm. now something else, and then it would be like earthquake to. Um, you know, uh, six points Texas, and you would have like those chunks, and you would trade off. You'd go like five on a tram, and you would rotate doing it over and over again, and until. But then, quite honestly, it was like I don't know a couple weeks of that, or maybe less, and then all of a sudden it was like, all right, now just do the whole thing for people. Yeah, and it was definitely intimidating. But then, was I a nice? Tra- I you was, were the best. I was called the Simon Cowell of the trainers for a long time. Like I was. Yeah, but I feel like you and I are always. I read like, that on the internet about you because they. <laughs> <laughs> I did. For real? It's on a message board. when I was. Uh, Googling is like definitely the Simon Calabar industry. Yes, yeah, yes. of the Universal trainers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you yeah. Were, you're a, I guess a ball buster and kind of at an edge, but also like I think just innately being in comedy and like 
I also liked that. Like, it was like cool that you were like sarcastic. It was, you were funny. It was like, a lot of trainers would like sugarcoat stuff. Yes. Like, oh, you've got a wonderful smile. But by the way, you know nothing about Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And where I would just give it to you straight. That's what I loved about it. And I think I was just like, you know what? One of my Which was crazy as a gay man to give it to me straight. It was, um, <laughs> that, but no, that that has to hurt you when you're like, this is really awkward. But I do, I do have to give it to you straight. And by, and by the way, screw my GPS for always telling me continue straight. I can't do it. Were you there when we had the camp? Were you there for cameras? Yes, on the trams. Oh yeah, so the beginning of it. Yeah, so I used to have this line that like um, before the camera because I started before cameras yeah. came on, and uh, you know, so you, it was just audio in all the all the cars sure. now in the, the trams there's a screen on yeah. you in every yeah. yeah except for the front car and of course yeah. everyone would see you talking in yeah. the front car well so i would always have this line that you know i think if the people in the second third and fourth car that can't see you would think you're having a good time but if i was up here looking at you i know you were miserable <laughs> and like <laughs> that would piss people off that i would call them out on that but it was totally true like yes. you can deliver something that's totally happy and you can look like this where you're just straight-faced and mean yeah right and, but there's a there's there's a car full of people looking at you yeah, yeah. and then when the cameras came into play it totally changed stuff because you, you had to be on the whole time yeah there you go so i don't know i would just deliver it straight did you um yeah i remember getting in trouble it was rachel who rode my tram once as a you know they have oh, like, evaluator yeah evaluator but they wouldn't tell you so I remember going through, I was making up these well, jokes. Seen a giant sun hat and a boa, and you couldn't, <laughs> didn't couldn't recognize her. <laughs> they wouldn't tell you. I couldn't tell, and she and she gets off, and she was like, "Hey, super funny." And Rachel was just so cool, and like, "Hey, man, like, you know, it was really funny." But like, uh, you're doing at one point, like you did, literally, I counted it was like nine minutes without any facts, and you were making like you did jokes, and you did like a weird magic show. Then what? you acted like somebody dropped a purse, and you got off the tram and put on the Mission Impossible music and did a whole fucking sketch outside the tram and she was like that was funny but like you know you gotta pepper in some movie stuff and I was like alright fair enough um, and thankfully like you know again like being cool about it but also you know yeah. objective like hey like yeah. you have to we're not paying you to just further your stand up career you well, that's why we've gone along I think for so many years totally. like, again we don't see each other at Sunday brunch yeah but you <laughs> well, know maybe now what, yeah, hey, maybe Brad now. and I are looking for uh, a new brunch looking partner for a new brunch partner <laughs> sure I've got Sundays off alright so you know are you I'm a big, big brunch guy I like a good brunch yeah I like, <laughs> I like a good brunch that I can have a mimosa at. Yeah, there you go. That's, I mean, and that's doesn't? the key. I mean, yeah. who cares about the eggs at right. that point? Oh, it's you're just, not getting fucked up on a we Sunday. We get it. Hollandaise <laughs> sauce. You're not trying to reinvent the wheel yeah, here. Ooh, maybe that's yeah. what we come dressed as. Two matching Hollandaise sauces? Apple smoked bacon. Who cares? Just give me a Bellini. <laughs> like it's... <laughs> that's, that's Was that your high school yearbook quote? Who cares? I just give me a Bellini? <laughs> yeah. Stay, stay like, cool. Have a great summer. Who cares? Just give me a tell you, Yeah, and I, I, I was going to say it's my drag name, but I actually have, I have a better, uh, I have a better drag name. What's your drag name? Uh, my drag name is um, Cabaret Sauvignon. Wow, wine. Can I, I mean, be honest? No, no, okay. no. Cabaret, not right. Cabernet. Oh, Cabernet. See what I did there? I put the. There's a. You got it. Okay. Real high level. Okay, little, little is that a common high pollutant drag name? <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know this was going to be like the goat cheese of drag names. <laughs> it's probably Fancy. why no one's taking it. <laughs> still, still out there. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so so universal, I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, the, um, I don't want to say the prep course or the, like, building ground for a lot of the creativity, but do you, did you have other jobs 
before that or I didn't. So when you I, came out here from San Fran. Yeah. Well, let's say, let's go back for a minute for we all get everybody about ten minutes yeah. more. Yeah. 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 Uh, in San Fran, what were you, what were you doing? What was life like for you? So there? yeah, San Jose. Yeah, that's right. I uh, Shark. yeah sharks. Um, no, I was, he was performing arts kid, so yeah. I, I did theater from like eight to eighteen. Okay, and um, that was was kind it of, hard being gay in theater? I wasn't out then. Ooh. Oh, like you know, you it wasn't it wasn't a thing really then. Like yeah. I was, you know, I okay. was. I think today's generation, it's fine and great, and that's great. But you, no, it wasn't you hope out. so. Yeah, it wasn't out till college. So oh, okay, but um, did theater, uh, did comedy sports, which was huge. Yes, I did comedy sports. Oh, I love comedy sports. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, I love it. And now, of course, working with Wayne, like that. You know, oh, that's he like master class. Like, oh <laughs> man, yeah, because like that's how that that that's how you had to explain comedy sports to your friends to. Come yeah. watch the shows at night or at lunch, or whatever. Like, no, no, it's like who's lying, but we're just n- way less talented. Yeah. Well, and Wayne's the <laughs> Universal alum too. Uh, oh, in the um, what shows? Wayne was in the Beetlejuice show. Oh my god! So right, Wayne worked. At, Wayne worked at Universal when when Graham and I were there. So oh, we shit. all knew each other peripherally. Like uh, I think Wayne and I have talked about. It. I think we've had so many friends in common. We must have met at some point. That's amazing. But we were both there at the same time. Wow. So, uh, so yeah. So did comedy sports. Uh, then went to uh, moved down here for college. But I was one of those kids actually that said I want to be a Universal tour guide. Like I came to the tour when I was probably like ten or eleven, twelve. That's great. And loved it. Yeah. And it was like you know it's Universal City, and so at right. that time I thought like oh so this is a city I can live in. And <laughs> you, I can do this you tour thought, you, as you, my job. You thought they like had apartments there and everything. Yeah. Like I was like, this is this is where I'm going to live, and that's what I'm going to do. So uh, I moved. When I was like, I want to do that job, and that's ended up so getting great. it. But went to school at Cal State Fullerton. And hey, I was Titans, a, go Titans! That's my hometown. And I was a theater arts major. Okay. And then I realized about a year in that you did not need a degree to succeed in this industry. No, you do not. Um, <laughs> and so I told my parents, save your money. I'm yeah. going to work full-time at Universal. So I had started at Universal summer of one college uh, year, and then um, I dropped out of college and started working at Universal full-time. Thank God I was able to pay the bills just yeah. from that job. Uh, but I was. I worked enough hours to, to actually... Yeah, you did what you actually spoke. Yeah. yeah. Me being there just for, in the summer, then I was like, okay. You were and- still going to college, though, right? Yes. You were, yeah. yeah. Y- you graduated. Yeah. <laughs> Barely. You, you hung in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but long, yeah. The, it's a long haul. There was, it was just Universal and then this game show career. Fuck. And then, <laughs> that, I mean, that's, cra- you know, people are going to listen to this and, and, well, it's inspiring in the fact that like, also like the luck and timing part of mm-hmm. this business is so true and very apparent in your path. Uh, yeah. But also, you know, um, taking the uh risk to move down here from you know to you have to you know put yourself in positions to create your own good luck and taking the job universal because like we mentioned like be in the business and around it right i mean yeah well you know Stuart, uh, our mentor yeah. that i told you about earlier he had the best line because we always said like oh my god we're so lucky like we mm-hmm. are the luckiest guys to have jennifer in that room and to have Stuart knock yeah. on the door and to have the guy in there that had an audition for the weakest link to know who that you know we were so lucky and Stuart always said to us he's like yeah he's like but you had to be ready for the luck totally and he's like yeah. and you guys were ready for the luck luck is skill meets opportunity yeah so we were oh, ready, ready for, for the, the luck. luck. Sounds like a great name for a show. Yeah. <laughs> and Tom Bergeron, <laughs> trademark Chris and Graham, 2016. Yes, and, ho- and hosted by 
quarterback Andrew Luck. <laughs> Not a bad. <laughs> Come on. Now, see, I know who that is. There you go. You? Well, I'm well, well around. I'm a big you sports are. guy. Yeah, you are. That's guy. right. I know Andrew uh, that's Luck. another reason why we bonded. You just reminded me. Yeah, well, you're a Seahawks fan. Jesus. See? Um, I'm a Saints fan. Yep. So we're not rivals in that no. world. So um, mm-hmm. we can root for each other, and yep. it's fine. We're both NFC, but yeah. um, we don't hardly ever play each other. No. But So mm-hmm. I'm a big football fan, big uh, hockey fan, yep. my, my Sharks. Um, video game guy. Um, I can change the oil in my car. Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah, you, you can know do what? more than I can. And now yeah. let's talk Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> the sad part is we is I I can talk with you more about Broadway than about changing the oil in your car. I, let me tell you, my favorite post last year on Facebook was yeah. I was I saw oh, every Broadway musical that was currently on Broadway. Wow. Because we were doing Match in New York, and not that I had a lot of time to see anything while we were doing that show, but. Um, I go to New York constantly. You know, Wayne was in Kinky Boots last year. And yeah. So got to go Was he that. amazing? Uh, amazing. I can't. I've, I've, I've actually seen that show. Do, you fa- have to see him in it. And yeah. he's not doing it right now. But right. he, you know, you go to the show when a friend's in a show. And yes. you're like, okay, here to support my yep. friend. And this is going to be great. And I know Wayne's a great performer. And so yes. it's going to be good. But like halfway through act one, I turned to Graham and I was like, he's amazing. Like he was so good i was so proud of him and too. for people that don't realize uh kinky boots if wayne played the part i think he played uh he's lola the, yeah yeah he's lola so that's a drag queen like mm-hmm. wayne was in full drag and he killed those boots <laughs> and those are so not good. easy boots not easy boots. no oh my god were they made for walking <laughs> they're made for dancing I, I, wow i like, hate you so much <laughs> <laughs> you know and broadway too it's like to be an amazing improviser like he is an actor yeah. and host i mean it's like broadway is another beast but you would you would look at though uh, when Brittany go. There's no reason why you shouldn't be amazing at this. But he's amazing at every. Like he's literally one of those guys. You're like, all right, fine. So now he's going to do pottery. Great. You know? <laughs> and he's going to be fucking amazing at uh-huh, it. All right, that's going to end up in the Guggenheim. You know? <laughs> Did you ever see him on Chappelle show? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I've seen the the, the oh famous clip. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, so that's got to be a total. I mean, to comedy sports and then to be working with him on. And he's is he that he definitely gets moments to be. Very Wayne Brady and funny on the show. Yeah, if you haven't seen Deal, like we're the only. Uh, we keep thinking we're, we try to find other shows to compare ourselves to because uh, yeah, we're a game show, but we're not really a game show. We're kind of like a variety show. Because yeah, right. We sing, we dance, we do bits, like we do characters. The yeah. audience is um, way more involved. I mean, it's yeah, we break the fourth wall constantly, which is why you see me on the show. Yeah, yeah. And other crew members too, by the way. We've got other crew members that pop up, you know, a lot. And then, and then even the in the classic uh, Zonk prizes yeah. uh, from Let's Make a Deal in the past, where it's like, all right, you win a two ton bag of sand. You guys go above and beyond. Jersey, who does all of our props on the show, great guy, right? Um, I saw like a VW van recently that was dressed up as like a Chinese dragon, but there's some. Yeah. Uh, it, it was it's, it's a monster van. Yeah, it's a monster yeah. van, and someone won that. Our favorite uh, zonk this year, I think, has been the hot rod recliner. <laughs> so it's a recliner <laughs> that that is a hot rod that really moves, like because Wayne loves driving these things. Yeah. So that I know that's been his favorite this season was the, the way, hot rod recliner. If I was a, if I was a contestant. And I got the hot rod recliner. I'd be like, how is this a bad thing? This people, looks amazing to me. People want to keep the zonks all the time. I'm always amazed. I'm like, you guys, you don't understand how large these things are. You can't take them home. Like, yeah. you can't have them. Like the dragon van. The dragon car. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's amazing. Right. Yeah. Is, you're not, you're not, that's but, not going to the overhead storage bin. No. But, we, you know, we, so on Deal, we evolved from the show that, you know, started season one. It's just kind of our version of Monty's show, you know, mm-hmm. classic show in the 60s. 
in the 70s. And um, then we started looking at Wayne and what Wayne brought to the table. And obviously, that's what we wanted to capitalize on. Sure. When, so, you, have, when, when you have a resource like that, yeah. and you know he can improvise, and you know he can do what he can do, it's like, why would you limit him to just right. asking questions? Yeah. And the, the best part of deal is there is no format. Like we don't, we're not prices right. Prices right has to do three pricing games, spin the wheel, another three, spin the wheel, and do a showcase. Yeah. We don't have to do anything. All we have to do is at the end of the show, we've got to do the big deal and you know pick a door. That's all we have to do. So the rest of the show is kind of up to us. So you know we went through a period of trying out a lot of stuff, and a lot of stuff failed, and a lot of stuff was great. But uh, I mean, we had Wayne, we had a bit called Wayne's Hair Salon, where like you know <laughs> him and Jonathan threw on wigs, and you know and, you know you know it was, you know it was like female you know hairstylists gossiping with the. The, with the contestants so about what prizes were behind the curtains. So great. You know, we did all these crazy things. Utilizing what you, like yeah. also getting the most out of your talent, right? Well, plus it's an hour show. Like Monty's show is a half hour. Yeah. And that was great. But for an hour show, there's only so much box curtain envelope you can do. And then you're like, I get it. It's choose this yeah. or choose that. And good. And how great is it that you are in an environment to where you can do that? Because I would think that that would be the, 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 the bad part about being a game show host is that it just gets so repetitive and you're doing the same thing every day. Uh, right. You guys don't have that. We are com- no show is like the show before. Completely <laughs> different show from top to bottom every day. Yeah. And people don't get it. And it's, it's uh, you know, it, I had some friends that worked in, work in scripted um, TV come mm-hmm. to the show last year and they were like, I can't believe you guys do this once but three times a day three completely different shows every day top to bottom and it, it's an you guys will see when you come it yeah. is an amazing thing to watch i can't fucking wait because yeah. it's not we're not jeopardy we're not wheel you're not just putting a new puzzle on the board or you're right. not just putting new questions on the board and doing the whole thing again we are completely different and whatever wayne wants to do wayne does mm-hmm. and the crew and staff of the show have become great improvisers because you kind of have to be because he can throw to you at any time. Yeah. And but he, you know, he'll start talking to a contestant and he might say something about, "Oh, I remember when I went to Mexico and there was this great guitar player on the beach." Well, our prop department is literally throwing open boxes to find a guitar and a sombrero for him to put on. Like <laughs> oh just as he's God. like as he's talking. Holy crap. And that prop department's got to improvise. Oh my, our prop department is amazing. Do they love That's got to be fun for them though, right? I mean, it, it's stressful, but it's yeah, fun. Of course. Yeah. But they I mean, they are amazing. And um Where do I get a box of wheat thins that we can turn into a, a game of monopoly like literally i mean <laughs> he will say something odd like you know my favorite cereal is when i mix you know uh yep. cocoa puffs with uh, uh cookie crisp yeah and so they might not have it that day but they'll get it that night wow. and then the next time he mentions cereal they will have a bowl mixed with cocoa crisp and uh, cocoa puffs yeah. and cookie crisp wow. for him right. to bring out. All right. All right, not for nothing. That's a damn good idea. Yeah, my, <laughs> my inner fat kid just got real hard. It's um, <laughs> it's an amazing, amazing show uh, to work on and to experience. So I'm excited to have you guys. Come. It's so. I mean, it, it's there's just so much you don't know. I mean, and that's what I was telling Brad too, and how pumped he was when I was giving him your background, and it was like. We love games so so much, and there's so much behind the scenes that ninety, I don't know, seven, eight, nine percent of everybody that just doesn't. It's like working at Universal Studios when I would tell people these stories about like, yeah. you know, seeing a guy dressed as Shrek and a guy dressed as Spider Man getting in an argument, uh, like offset. <laughs> like, there's so much other shit that happens that you don't know, yeah. and especially in the game show world, everyone's interested about it. Which is, I mean. So to get to hear some of this and now go see it and get to see the inner workings is going to be pretty. pretty well, tour you guys around, you can see all the zonks and you know. Yes. That kind of stuff. 
but no, it's amazing. And uh, and just to show you how the two worlds came together, yeah. Uh, just this last week, uh, we had some sort of technical issue on the show, and so we were waiting for a lighting board to be reset or something. And and Wayne and Graham and I were backstage, and we were waiting. And it's pretty lengthy wait for us, which is about ten minutes, but that's sure. long. And um, so Graham and I literally just started into launching on a, a Steven Spielberg stall that we um, have <laughs> learned at Universal. And we just kind of tag teamed it. So I would like, you know, throw him. A, I would say, like, hey, Graham, do you know that, you know, Steven Spielberg started, you know, his career really here on the Universal tour? And then Graham would take it over and throw out the next fact. Oh, and Wayne was just it. sitting between us. And he was just like ping ponging his head back and forth. <laughs> and he was like, this is amazing. He's like. But I, we remember this stuff. I'm sure you must remember stuff. Yeah, it's, well, it, 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 it's all muscle memory. Yeah, I just it, it, took uh, the cast of Mad TV on uh, to Universal. We did a private tour with Jeff, and and oh, uh, that's awesome. He let me get up at one point uh, to do the uh, six or no the uh, the fake river, yeah. where it was like a clip from Big the Fat Liar. Uh, was that Parting of the Red Seas? Oh, no, no. Uh, Falls Lake. No, uh, Big Fat Liar with Big uh, Fat Liar. Frankie oh, Muniz oh, the, the and flash Paul flood. Giamatti. Yeah, the, fla- the flash, flash flood. flood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I got so. up there and I started doing it, and I was a little drunk and a little high, and uh, and I'm doing it, and uh, and so they, uh, and I was like, oh, there's a uh, this, this cool place. They film a lot of movies here, and uh, I think Paul Giamatti was here once. You remember that scene when he was like, I'm not gonna drink the Marlowe. And uh, that might be a different movie, but he was here. Anyway, uh, oh, here comes some water. Oh, oh, look out. Splish, splash. I was taking a bath. That, and, I just, and I remember walking back and everybody clapping. It was being goofy. And there was a, and one of my buddies uh, goes, hey, these, this couple in front of you, uh, when you were doing it, was like, see, not that easy. Like, thought I was like really trying. <laughs> thought I was really trying. Because we've been making jokes all the time, and I don't think they yeah. were really having yeah. it. But, oh. but I definitely got up there, and I was like, oh, I, it definitely is a muscle memory thing. And also, you know, uh, it, it comes parts come back to you. There are certain jokes that I can't oh, remember, sure. but um, I'm pretty confident you could hop on a tram and and I probably could too and do a whole tour and you could fake your way through it. Like you, I think so. you would have. Like, I would love to do that. Sounds I like need, you might have faked your way through it earlier. Yeah. But. <laughs> I, I, I want to get re- like crazy famous to like that's for one of those reasons where like you know when they had Conan go do the uh, when they were shooting right do the tour yeah he'd, yeah you like, do the tour guide to where it could actually be uh, yeah and then uh, uh, they had uh, stories like Jim Carrey would come out in the Grinch makeup and actually scare the trams like we that's, had that that's we, oh yeah, on, yeah. Uh, do you remember when Backdraft was there yes yeah Backdraft was down on the what we call the lower lot so yep. it was by the sound stages I remember Bruce Willis uh, was taping I think Mercury Rising I don't even know why I remember that but I remember him coming by in a golf cart and he was like all bloodied with makeup and he was just <laughs> like laying halfway out of the golf cart and like a PA was driving him around and he looked like a dead body like <laughs> hanging out of the golf cart like people have fun there it's great yeah, it's just fun we keep pitching a story about uh, Wayne and Graham and I going back to Universal like for some outlet like Entertainment Tonight or something. Oh, you've got that to. Wayne can go like perform like Blues Brothers or something because he used do to do it. Blues Brothers oh, and have perfect. Graham and I you know give a give a tour. But uh, you a thousand yeah. percent should. Oh my god, it would be so much fun. By the way, yeah. backdraft real real quick. What a shitty ride. <laughs> well, it wasn't a ride; it was a show. You, yeah, I it guess. Was, you stand there and things burn around you. No, but gets, you were in a room that exploded. I guess did it really though? Well, the yeah. front of it did. Yeah, <laughs> and then I guess it got real hot. Yeah. So you're supposed to be like, real hot imagine, sometimes. yeah, real hot, depending on, you know, now, how, how drunk the tourist from Wisconsin was next to you. Now, she yeah, let a couple straps now, drop. Yeah, now it's the Mummy Coaster. I think it's a little better. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, it's uh, Transformers. Mummy, See, there you go. Yeah. 
Um, Much better. <laughs> what a geek am I? <laughs> um, but uh, no, my favorite part about backdraft was when the guides would complain about doing it, and it was like literally two seconds. He would be like, "Ladies and gentlemen, here's Ron Howard to talk about backdraft." You push a button, and go sit into a room. You know what? We got up to degrees at 400 degrees. Yeah. yeah. What is a backdraft? <laughs> is that was a that... fire that burns out all the oxygen in the room? Oh, oh wow! Sweet I Lord. think that's how it, I think that's how it goes. There was a Baldwin anymore. in that movie. Uh, there was a Baldwin in that movie. <laughs> I mean, I think I think that's your game next game show. Was there a Baldwin in that movie? Beetlejuice. Was there a Baldwin in that movie? Serendipity. <laughs> right? That's a Cusack. There's, I'll think yeah. about it. I'll think about it. There's enough Baldwins. <laughs> there Do you are get, enough Baldwins. I mean, we have to wrap this up, and you're going to have to come yeah, back yeah. when we have Jericho. Oh, or, yes. Or anytime, because there's endless yeah. conversation. And, yeah. and, and my last question is, can when I go, when, at, when Adam and I go, to this taping of yeah. Let's Make a Deal. Yeah. Which, by the way, we're going to, yes. and then we're going to have Wayne Brady on the podcast, yeah. which you're the man. He'll be more entertaining than me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No, you're incredible. <laughs> Can I be a Zonk prize? Can the curtains open up, oh. and then I come out in oh. maybe a big hat, and then just say, like, all right, you win comedian Chris, Brad Williams. that's a great idea. <laughs> we can think about it. Or think maybe, about it. We'll or, take maybe that. I, or maybe I'm riding a pony. So here's a, here's, Oh, my God. <laughs> now my fantasies are coming true. <laughs> Here's a here's a little known fact because we never aired the pilot, but for the pilot of Deal that we did, mm. one of our zonks was a sumo wrestler. So we opened the box or whatever, and it was a giant sumo wrestler, and yeah. he came out and he took the contestant and like <laughs> flung her over yeah. her shoulder and like walked off stage with her. Perfect. We got away with we 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 got away from living zonks um, well, after that. I mean, how many years has it been? <laughs> it's been eight. Hey, sounds like bring them back. Sounds like you're in an eight-year eight no dwarf slump. I'll, I'll hook yeah. you up with Jersey, and you guys could talk about it. Well, yeah, Please. like because yeah, but sumo wrestler. But come on, come on, dwarf zonk, dwarf on pony. With, with say no to that twice. By the way, zonk zonk sounds like the name everyone thinks dwarves are named. <laughs> like, it's the noise you make when, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. when you fall off the pony and sure, come. Sure. Uh, now, now. Could they, now, now is this something we're gonna have to discuss the day of, or can you light? Can you do a light? Oh, pitch? it won't happen the day you're there. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm sorry to break those. All right, maybe now. next season. But yes, maybe next season. There's a next season, right? Uh, uh, we have not got our pickup yet for next season. You will. All to staple of American culture. I mean, the show Wayne Brady, crossed. your costume. If you need to push them in the right direction, say, "Hey guys, next season we're gonna have dwarf songs." Well, I'm assuming <laughs> our ratings are gonna skyrocket after this hit. You Come joke, on. but yes, they will skyrocket. Yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that <laughs> Badass oh Well uh, we're definitely looking forward to seeing the show And uh, thank you so much Thanks for, for doing this Absolutely Have you done a podcast before? I think I did one Okay But uh, who knows Who knows uh, it was, this, this, is, this by far has been my favorite one This is the best Goddamn right With Peach Whiskey To meet you Because it's the first time Yeah We've met Sure I seem like we've been friends for years Just yeah. to see you Lifelong is, friend Is great This is the best So um, Alright let's make a deal Is on uh, CBS weekdays, Monday through Friday. At what time? Uh, you know, we actually are at different times in different markets. So most of the country, I think we're on at nine. We're uh, mm-hmm. on right before price. Sometimes we're on after price. Now, the peop- now do the people who watch it know what the internet is? <laughs> you know what the internet okay, is. Good. Okay, good. They do because we're the number one game show on Twitter. Hey. Whoa. There you go. Right. Brad, we need to tweet during the show. Yes, we live we tweet during the show? <laughs> Fuck yeah, we will. Uh, <laughs> So much anger in that response. That yeah, we will. Very angry. <laughs> like, like tune in next year. Like, yeah, tune like, in next year for dwarf zonks. <laughs> like somebody told you someday, you'll never tweet during a taping of Let's Make oh, a Deal. I'll show oh, you. <laughs> Son of a bitch. But yeah, you you'll come. You'll have a good time. You'll see it. And all right, well, don't tell me how to live my life. But I'm definitely going to show <laughs> you're up. You're going to come. You're going to have a good time. That's sounds, what's going to happen. That sounds like every day for Adam. <laughs> yeah. 
Good night, everybody. Show. That's the show. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice.